police officers. They often get a bad rap, primarily because people, social media, and the news only highly publicize negative interactions. Officer David Dukes was fired and charged with felony assault and battery. Excessive force can never be an acceptable foundation for the policing of any community. Officer Kevin Perez kicked Crud up several times and slammed his head to the ground. It's disappointing, after a year unlike any other, that we still discredit some of our bravest men and women. Enough is enough. It's time we stand up and back the blue. I am Kayla Blakesley, a local member of the media and radio personality. And I am Sophia Rosales-Catina, captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department. Together we are joining forces to bring you Unholstered. An in-depth look at all the stories, events, and topics that show how our officers serve and fight for our community every single day. When we saw the car up in flames. You know, we saw the two kids in the back unconscious. We knew that we had to get them out. And no topics are off limits. On that day, I participated in the defense of the United States Capitol from an armed mob. He's shooting at the cops right now. We're backing up. A sixth grade female student fired multiple rounds. Who are black people supposed to call Ghostbusters? When we have crime in our neighborhoods, we need police reform. Plus, we'll give you an intimate look into the unheard stories that only officers themselves can share. From saving lives. Officer Michael, in heroic fashion, return fire, uh, even even in the midst of, of being shot himself. To soul-crushing losses. This is a raw scene, and this is a raw emotional outpouring of hurt by your police department and by your first responders. And every incredible moment in between. Thank God there's a school resource officer there to handle and de-escalate the situation so nobody was hurt. We're giving you an unfiltered look at some of the bravest men and women on earth. So join us for a show unlike any other and hear from your police officers like you've never heard them before. Your town, your topics, your team. This is Unholstered. This is an exclusive presentation of WoWo 1190 AM and 1075 FM, Unholstered. Definitely a really special episode of Unholstered today on 9-11. Sophia and I really thought it would be uh, appropriate to dedicate the entire show to September 11th, 2001. Uh, and in order to dedicate our show today to 9-11, Sophia has brought in some, some incredible people. Uh, as you just heard there from their rendition of Amazing Grace. Uh, for those of you who don't know it, maybe this is your first time listening to Unholstered. My name is Kayla Blakesley. I am just one of your hosts. Uh, I host a radio program here in Fort Wayne, Indiana on WoWo, 1190 AM and 107.5 FM. And Captain Sophia here to my right is my co-host. I'm Captain Sophia Rosales-Catina. I am a captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department, and I am the co-host for the show. And today I brought the Fort Wayne Police Department Pipe and Drum Brigade. Yeah, I'm truly amazed by what these um, players do for us and what they do for the department and kind of what they do for the community as well. Um, they're amazing. It always gives me uh, goosebumps, if not tears, when I hear this song. Um, it's very special to me indeed. So I'm happy they could be here to share that with us. 
Uh, they're a very special unit to our department. Um, it's a voluntary group, and they are bagpipers and drummers. So they play at funerals. They play at special events. They play for us this morning to commemorate 9-11. So they're just a special group of officers and retired uh, first responders, actually. There's a few on our um brigade that are from uh, fire department as well. So uh, they go out and play these special events and it's it's heartwarming and heartfelt and they do a very excellent job. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves and I'll go ahead and start over here on my right. Yeah, Deputy <laughs> Chief Mitch McKinney. Uh, I'm the commander of the brigade and I'm the lead snare player. Uh, Detective Matt Newbauer. I'm the bass drummer. Sergeant John Cutler. I'm the uh, pipe major. Sergeant Jonathan Horn and I'm a uh, piper as well. Right out of the gate, I got to ask, how did the brigade come to fruition? So this was all kind of rolled off of September 11th, um, and particularly for our department, rolled off the fact that we had a line of duty death. Uh, Officer Bradley Matson died in the line of duty. And our department had to bring in a piper from outside of the department to play his funeral. And then September 11th happened. And it was actually a trend across the nation. You saw a lot of fire departments, a lot of police departments who brought pipe bands into their mix to honor their fallen. You know, much like the community stopped and took note of what law enforcement did and provided us with their support and their love. Um, we looked inward and realized we weren't doing enough to honor our fallen. We didn't do enough at our memorials to make them special. So Officer Jerry Miracle, and at the time Captain Jim Fiesel, now Deputy Chief, um, came together and Jerry Miracle had been playing bagpipes with the Fort Wayne Scottish Pipe and Drum for a couple of years. Put out an email and said, hey, I want to start a pipe band. Who's interested? Hmm. And a bunch of us came together in August of 2004, uh, sitting around a table at the old police academy uh, and making all kinds of noises that sounded like somebody strangling <laughs> a goose. And it just grew out of that. There's 11 of us total. They're all commissioned officers for the police department. And we do have a couple of retired firefighters that still come and join us. And our purpose is to honor our brothers and sisters, military, firefighter, police, uh, retired. Unfortunately, we have line of duty deaths as well. Uh, next week, we'll have the Indiana State Fraternal Order of Police um, Memorial that we go to as well. And so it's just one of those things where it's a unique group of, of officers that can honor in a unique way. Speaking of honoring, obviously, today is 9-11. Will you guys be playing anywhere today or in the, uh, in the coming weekends? Or what do you do on 9-11? We're actually all over the place, and we're not playing together as a group. But there'll be individuals playing in different locations because there are a lot of events in Fort Wayne today. 9-11 has changed policing. I mean, here we are 20 years later. It's just, it's remarkable to me. And Sophia, I'd actually really like to start with you because again, you've been with the Fort Wayne Police Department for, for decades. How has it changed policing over that length of time? Well, I think looking back, we can all remember where we were. I remember I was working third shift. Uh, my mom called me and said, turn on the TV. You're going to want to see this. So when I turned on the TV, I saw what was happening and it was just my heart sank, you know, like everybody else who watched those things happen and the people and the first responders that immediately did what they were called to do and what they needed to do and what they wanted to do. And, you know, it was just a, a very, um, I would say, traumatic moment for every American. Um, and I think policing has changed in a sense that we've just had to be more vigilant. We've had to be more skeptical about things we see. Um, and, you know, we get these... Um, alerts that come down about things going on and you know we, st we started really tracking um, just various groups and keeping our eye on various groups that we thought might um, 
cause trouble, things like that. We get the alerts that, hey, watch this group over here, watch this group over here. And we just had to be more vigilant. And I think we never came, we've never come off of that. Well, you know, we've we always had some kind of level of vigilance, but this is hyper vigilance at this point. So, um, you know, it was just one of those changes that inevitably we've made and we've just tried to get better and keeping obviously the Constitution in mind. Um, at least where we're, what we're, what we're dealing with, um, but and it's hard. It's that hard balance, but we do try to make that as best we can. I was a rookie cop at the time. I had literally a month and a half oh, wow. on the road by myself at this point, and I think my sister-in-law called and woke me up and said, "Hey, turn on the TV." And I woke up in time to see the second plane hit. What I remember most is just the feeling of uncertainty. You know, it's a new job for me, anyways. Everything's new. Everything's fresh, and then you've got this added, as Sophia said, trauma on top of it. I just remember feeling really uncertain about what was going to happen. And then, you know, the department's putting us on guard duties around the area. I was doing guard duty at the AP substation at, uh, on Spy Run. But what I really remember was the love and support that pulled up, poured out from the community after that. Um, I felt like I could stand in front of a freight train to stop it, to save our community after that. Just all wow. of that support. Do you feel like since then that people have, I mean, would you make that statement today? Like, do you feel like people have forgotten to some degree about 9-11? Yeah, this is definitely a different, difficult talk, topic to talk about, but I don't feel the same support we did back then. Yeah. From individuals, people come up to the, on us on the street all the time and tell us how much they support us. So we're getting that on an individual basis, but we're not getting the, the support through the media and on TV and from the politicians the way we did back then. So my experience, um, I was also a rookie cop, actually had a year on, I worked for a sheriff's department uh, prior to coming to Fort Wayne. And um, I was in the military at the time as well, out here at the uh, Indiana Air National Guard. And uh, September 11th, uh, 1993 was actually my enlistment date. So oh kind gosh. of a bittersweet yeah. day for me um, when the terrorist attacks happened. Um, and uh, But you know, my whole world just kind of turned upside down at that point. We got activated. We're on orders for almost two years. And uh, had some deployments that came out of that as well. Um, so uh, it was certainly uh, life altering uh, from that standpoint. And, uh, you know, eventually I ended up coming back, uh, you know, coming back off of active duty and off those deployments and, and uh, ended up spending 25 years in the, in the uh, Air National Guard. So I had a great career and enjoyed it, but uh, definitely tense times. Do you feel the same way, though? And, you know, I'd like to hear your thoughts, too, Matt, obviously. But do you feel the same way that things have dramatically changed over the last 20 years when it comes to policing? Definitely. And that was an eye opener for, for all of us as a country to realize that, you know, we're vulnerable here on American soil. Um, you know, and, you know, that that event, I think, like Sophia mentioned, sticks in the back of our mind and we know that we can never let our guard down. We always have to be vigilant. And, um, you know, policing, you know, back then um, certainly was uh, uh, maybe that's, the, you know, they were more concerned with local crime and mm -hmm. criminals and organized crime and stuff. And, and now we have to be concerned about folks coming in through our borders and, and uh you know, trying to do harm to us here on our uh, on our own soil. So, same for me, really. Those are those are great points. I uh, was on third shift during 9/11, so I actually slept through it. Um, so I didn't get to see it progress. I just woke up to. Uh, <laughs> by the way, the world exploded yesterday. Um, so that was that was a shocker. Um, and I, these guys nailed it. I mean, it's it's just about hypervigilance mm -hmm. and checking things like 
water filtration plant, things you never had to mess oh, with yeah. before, little little stuff that you would never think of that you have to be hyper vigilant on and, and pay attention to. And well, with that being said, do you ever get concerned that something like nine eleven could happen here, you know, in Fort Wayne, Allen County, Indiana? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely a concern we have every day, but we have new tools, new ways of doing things that we learned from 9-11. We're a lot more intelligence-driven now. So for me, I worked undercover at the time that it happened, and I was away at a school, and uh, I remember watching it on the TV from my hotel room, you know, and seeing it unfold, and obviously no one was at the school that day. Right. We all waited, and then the drive home was a long drive home, long drive home. And, um, you know, again, as a uh, Sergeant Cutler said it was uh, we changed how we do business. We have to put a lot of thought in what we're doing. And as uh, Captain Sophia said, you have to be very hyper vigilant in this mm-hmm. job now more more so than ever. And I think, you know, everybody brought up points, but the collective support that we saw back then um, is not here today uh, for whatever reason. You know, these these things seem to ebb and flow through law enforcement, you know, and I think we'll get back there. I think people are starting to actually turn around now and see Given what's happened recently in Afghanistan with, the, with you know, the 13 Marines that, you know, gave their lives for our country, you know, we honor them, we salute them. And I think people are starting to see just what law enforcement is doing for this country right now, right here on our own soil. And it's an important job. And, you know, our ambush attacks are up and, you know, the, the attacks on police are up. And I think people are really finally waking up to what it is we actually do and the sacrifices that our families make and we make for this, uh, for our own communities. So for me, I think, you know, with 9-11, it's – I'm a very patriotic person. I love America. I think it's the best country in the world. And if you want to challenge me on that, I want you to look and see how many people are dying to get here, how many people hop on a plane that's going into the air and then fall off of it trying to escape somewhere to get where they want to be, and that is America. And it's always been like that. We are a beacon, and we have our flaws. We have our flaws because humans are flawed, mm-hmm. and we're flawed. But we can make improvements. We can make things better. And I think that's the way we're, we need to go. And we all need to remember we're all Americans. We can have our opinions. We can have our, you know, our arguments. But in the end, we are all part of this country, and we need to start working together. This might be getting really personal. But was there ever a moment, especially for my Officer Johns, uh, my, my bagpipers <laughs> that are sitting across from me, you both said you were, you were kind of rookies at the time, right around when 9-11 happened. Was there ever a moment where you're like, whoa, I did not sign up for this? Absolutely not. If nothing else, 9-11 just made me more determined to do my job and do it well. I would agree with John. Uh, yeah, it just gave us it gave us more of a resolve that, you know, that we were going to do what was right to uh, not only to honor the folks that, that perished on 9-11, um, but to protect our families. I see you, Matt. I, I, I see you, Chief McKinney. You're both over there nodding your heads. Yes. I'm, so, I mean, it's obviously it's safe to say that you never once regretted your decision uh, to be on the on the force even after 9-11? Not at all. It, it, matter of fact, underscored the importance of it for me. And as, as you know, tragic as 9-11 was, I feel 9-12 was America's best day. Um, one country for, for a day, if nothing else. But um, it just underscored the importance of why I was there. Kind of walk us through the day in terms of being in the footsteps of a police officer, what they would be going through when they get that phone call and they find out about that first plane, you know, hitting the first building. What is that day like? What's that moment like for a police officer? You know, when you think about that, even for the things that we do daily, we are always pushing upstream while everybody's running away from the danger and going downstream, right? We're pushing upstream. We have to. We have to go find the threat and neutralize the threat. 
And that was the one thing in watching that and watching all those officers go into that. And then when you start seeing and looking that people are waving from broken windows and then people are jumping because that's the only choice they had. And then for me, I come back to what about the officers and firefighters who just ran in there? Right. You know, you think about that. But you'll hear other folks say it. We have the right to say it. We did sign up for that. We own that right. We sign up for that. And we go in because we want to make sure we have the safest community possible. And we will all run in. We show up every day. I don't know any officer that I've talked to when all these things happened that didn't say, I wish I was on that plane. There are lots of civilians that say, I'm so glad and thankful I wasn't on that plane. I look and we're, as we're having discussions, everybody's like, I wish I was on that plane. Really? I wish I could have neutralized that person. I wish I could have done something to help um, and I myself say it all the time, like, ah, you know, I run through my head, what would I have done? I always do that in situations, right? I'm on a plane taking a vacation, but I'm always thinking about, okay, if someone does something, what am I going to do? And that's just what your American police officer does. Every police officer in this country thinks like that, and we have to think like that. That's why we always sit with our face towards the door and always looking at for the exits. We were scanning the room, making sure, hey, if something happens, how am I going to get people out of here? How am I going to maintain my safety and help others? That's just what your American police officer does. And that's what everyone in this studio right now is thinking as, you know, they're going to their lunch break or going for their breakfast coffee. Um, it's just what we do. And we're proud to do that. And that's what we're made to do. Risk is an inherent part of, of this job. But... Uh, Without that risk, it's you, you lose your the, the purpose of the job. We're here to take that risk so that citizens and civilians don't. You know, there's I saw a T-shirt once that said that you know we are here to commit violence on your behalf so that you don't have to. You know, the the sense that we are going to stand in front of the bad guy, the enemy, the wolf, mm -hmm. if you will, and we will take that damage on ourselves so that you don't have to. It's that's a calling. A, that's a really interesting perspective. I've never I've never thought of it that way. We're gonna we're gonna take on the violence so you don't have to. Right. That's, man. That that should be on a bumper sticker everywhere. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that should, those those right. t-shirts should be uh, sold out. I I truly have have never thought of it like that. So in a case of 9/11, uh, you're right. Your typical civilian is going. I'm glad I wasn't on that plane. You know, I feel like I've said that or thought that at least a hundred times, if not more. And yet, you all, like you said, Chief McKinney, you're you're all, you're running towards it instead of running away from it. That's correct. And everyone in this room, you know, we do a lot together. We do an awful lot together, and where we are, we're always watching because there are people that come and protest the funerals that we play at. So, you know, we have to make sure— I'm sorry, sure, what? Oh, yeah, there are plenty of people that come to protest the line of duty deaths we're at. We have plenty of civilians that come to protect us while we're honoring our fallen. And, and I love the Patriot Guard comes out all the time. Love them. They come out, and they make sure that they are watching the road so that we can honor our fallen. That's where some folks in America are. But we're standing the line, and we show up every day. I say this every week, Sophia. I did not realize, when you, when you think about the Fort Wayne Police Department, and I said it to you guys when you guys were warming up today, I said, well, when I think about the Fort Wayne Police, I think about you know solving crimes and fighting drugs. I don't ever think about all of these different avenues that you guys are involved in, whether it be mental health or school resource officers or, or you know just public safety in general, or in this case, committing the violence essentially so others don't have to or playing the drums you know to, to commemorate uh, you know your fallen heroes I just man I'm constantly I'm constantly moved if if someone's listening right now and you know maybe that maybe they're moved today is there any way that they can support what it is that you guys do they can uh, we take donations that's how we function 
Um, we're not a line item in the budget, so we have to collect our own monies, and it's expensive for what we do. And uh, they can make donations to the city of Fort Wayne Police Department, but in the memo, put pipe and drum in the memo, and that way it'll come to our trust fund, and that money can only be used, restricted for the pipe and drum. You said this has been since 2004. Correct. Has it grown? I know you know you said you guys have 11 members now, but did you start with two? Did you start with three? I mean, where's it at now? Boy, we started with a, well, a lot of people at that first practice. You started with 50, right? Now you're just down to 11. full. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's playing a musical instrument, you got to be stubborn to do it because it can be daunting at first. You know, the bagpipes only have nine notes, but it's not like any other instrument. It's, it sounds like there's, there's more than nine. There, uh, there's breathing technique, there's this, there's that, that there, whatever. You gotta be stubborn to do it. So obviously we started with a lot more people and they tried it out and decided it wasn't for them. And and it's true for us as it is for law enforcement and firefighters across the nation. There's kind of a, we, we hit a crescendo where we had a bunch of officers playing and now we've kind of, we've come down to where we're down to our 11. So it's just that that entropy that happens over time. You are the, the like leader of the pack, right? Is it safe to call you that? I'm the pipe major. You're so, the pipe major. Yeah. So what, what does that entail for you? So I'm the one that sets the music. I'm the one that starts and stops the band. Um, uh, a lot of times I'm the one that's organizing uh, where we're going, how we're doing mm -hmm. it, what we're wearing, uh, all of that. When you say what you're wearing, I saw a picture of uh, Deputy Chief McKinney a couple of weekends ago when he was in studio. And you were like in full on, it looked like wool. I mean, obviously you're yeah, going to be able to wool. see. It's, it's wool. wool. Okay. No so, but it's I, wool. I know we joke about it, but let's just think a couple of weeks ago, we were like in the middle of a heat advisory. It was feeling like it was 105 out. And when you're saying like, you guys show up, it doesn't matter. Rain, snow, sleet, hail, heat. Y'all yeah. are there, right? And you're in this full on like Absolutely. wardrobe. Yep. So, you know, we, we have the, the full heavyweight kilts. But mind you, those kilts are 17 years old now. Oh, wow. And they look incredible because yeah, we've got the real thing and they last. But you know, as far as the heat and the cold, one of the things people don't realize about being in law enforcement is you learn to be uncomfortable. Hmm. We're uncomfortable most of the time. So and that just carries through with what we do with piping and drumming. You really we, need to go in the T-shirt making business because that would be another good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this stuff is you can't obviously you can't see me, but I'm wearing, you know, uh, a load bearing vest with all my gear and my belt and my boots. And it's not comfortable. Mm -hmm but it's necessary. So we learn, we learn to tolerate that, which lets us go out and do things like play in the cold, play in the rain, stand for hours at funerals. Because especially when it comes to funerals, if we're suffering a little bit so that we can be there to provide this honor for the deceased and for the deceased family, then maybe we're taking a little bit of that suffering on ourselves. It's worth it. Mm -hmm. Kayla, a couple of weeks ago, we were uh, able to go down to uh, Louisville to play a line of duty death, and it was like 100 degrees. It, it was hot. But like John said, you know, that little bit of sacrifice and a little bit of discomfort uh, on our behalf to honor that family is worth everything. Okay, I didn't realize. You, you guys were tra will travel out of the state then as well? Yes, that's correct. So we can travel to any state that touches Indiana. Okay. The chief will usually allow us to go. Uh, we get requests because we have that flexibility, and Chief Reed has been excellent to us. Mm -hmm. He's allowed us to network with different bands, and when if they call, if they call us, they definitely need us, and, and then we go. We try to send people wherever they're needed. You've got an interesting story too about how uh, you learned to play the bagpipe. Yes, it's not something you grew up playing or doing. Correct. Never played a musical instrument in my life. Maybe the recorder in junior high or something. Oh I yeah, don't hot know. cross buns. Uh, I've been there, yeah. done that, right? Yeah. So, but I don't count that. But um, yeah, I just had another member of the department that said, "Hey, you should come learn how to do this." And I've always loved uh, the sound of the bagpipes. Um, I like what it represents. And so for me, 
uh, I gave it a shot. And, uh, and like John said, I've, you know, I've had those times where ebbs and flows. I mean, we all have families, we all have commitments. And so a lot of times, you know, we may drop off for six months, but then we, then we come back to it. And so, and a lot of that is just driven by the fact of what it represents to those families. So, uh, yeah, I say, if I can learn how to play the bagpipes, anybody can. <laughs> Matt, at least you kind of play like a semi normal instrument. You play the bass drum, right? How long you been playing? Uh, since uh, sixth grade. Oh, wow. Since sixth grade. And that's uh, Mitch and I met in uh, high school at Bishop Dwinger. Since and, si- you've, uh, you've, you've, yeah. you've known each other both since sixth grade? No, since, well, since my freshman year. Since your freshman year. Yes. Holy smokes. Yep. So you're no wonder you two are like so tight over there. <laughs> 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 right, right, right. Well, listen, what I'm hoping is um, that we can maybe end with you guys playing something for us as well. Can you all do that and Absolutely. get ready to rock and do that? Uh, this is obviously another episode of Unholstered. Sophia, I know you got a really busy day today, obviously, it being 9-11. Where are you going to be at or what are you going to be involved in here for, for Saturday? So there's several functions going on today. New Haven is having a first responder parade. Um, it's one of the largest parades of first responder vehicles going on. That's actually going on right now. It started at 10 a.m. So you can hop on down while you're listening to us uh, talk about 9-11 and he- head to New Haven. Also uh, going on today, happening still right now, is a Guns and Hoses golf tournament. It's a police and fire golf tournament that raises money for charity to help um, officers that are struggling whatever it is they're having whether it's uh, health wise or family members health um, they make sure they have funds enough to to do what they need to do and a mission a shout out to mission barbecue too they're handing out um, free sandwiches to military first responders on this day so they're always a really big supporter of military and first responders and we are grateful to have them in our community doing so much for us from me to all of you, uh, on behalf of our WoWo listeners, I feel like y'all probably don't hear it enough. Um, heroes just still doesn't even seem like a good enough word for me. It doesn't do it justice. But that's the best word I, I have for y'all is heroes. And I'm so glad you made the time to come in, share your stories. And please, please, please always feel free to come back. Deputy Chief McKinney, obviously, uh, you're back in studio. Um, <laughs> I'll be back. No one cared about <laughs> Sophia and I, by the way, during that episode. They just cared about you uh, and, and your voice. Everyone said to, to, to give <laughs> you a job. You. But truly, all of you, thank you for your service. Thank you for being here today. And I'm really excited to close out with you guys, with you guys playing. This is your town, your topics, your team. Unholstered. Thanks for listening to Unholstered. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen. And remember, you can listen every Saturday morning at 1030 on WoWo 1190 and 107.5 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.